So did you listen to the governor's State of the State address yesterday? Boy, I sure did. It was the sort of speech that surprised me a little bit in that while J.B. Pritzker was talking about how fantastic the economy in Illinois is, it's hard to say that with a straight face, but he said, we're paying our bills on time. We have a rainy day fund of a zillion dollars. But we all know that Illinois financially Illinois financially is is not in the greatest shape. But he spent a lot of time talking about spending a lot of money on early childhood education, about the care for the kids and the care for the people, the care for the kids. How about that? I'm all on that bus, but you still got to pay for it. The other thing about the governor's speech yesterday was that he continues to sound like a national candidate. He talks about anti-Semitism, about issues of school curricula in Florida, um, about nationalism. These are all things that concern me, and I'll bet you too, on one side or the other, but I'm not exactly sure that the governor of Illinois needs to immerse himself in all of that stuff unless he's got designs greater than Illinois. Rick Pearson writes for the Chicago Tribune on the political scene, and he joins us now. Welcome back, Rick. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, John, and it is uh, light snow flurries in the South Loop, so it's in the city right now. You don't report to the Tribune building, wherever that is these days, do you? Or do people still go into that building and work like reporters? There are people that do that. I uh, Because of where the, we're headquartered at the printing plant, which is the future casino, it's somewhat out of the way. So uh, a lot of us are still working at home. As long as you're able to follow the stories, I guess it doesn't matter where the desk is or the laptop is. Um, you heard my observations about the governor's yep. state of the state. What else would you add to that? Well, I, I, first, I, I, I want your latter point about the national uh, kind of message in his speech. And, yes, people are you know, saying, is this uh, part of Pritzker trying to elevate himself and, and stay relevant in a discussion if uh, uh Joe Biden doesn't run for re-election and keeping himself as a viable candidate. But I also think it reflects uh, an effort to try to uh, show Democrats across the country that Illinois is this beacon of Democratic policies. Because don't forget, what we still haven't decided yet is where is the Democratic National Convention coming? And you have, you know, Chicago and Atlanta and the top tier vying for that and the economic boost that ostensibly that could provide for the city of Chicago. So, I, I mean, there's there's twofold factors here. He wants to be a national leader um, and his successes that he uh, he contends are successes are things he wants to promote to a wider audience, particularly when it comes to things like cultural issues, which is kind of where the debate has come down to between Republicans and Democrats. Why do you say he contends they are successes? Well, I mean, certainly Republicans would argue that, uh, in fact, Republicans did, and and including the far-right Freedom Caucus, that this is uh, just a Pritzker espousing woke ideology, which I'm still wondering what, I, I don't understand what woke means, but but that this is woke ideology that's uh, out of step and, and too far left than what Illinoisans are. I don't know where we are. I mean, I don't even know what we is. Everybody south of I-80 are, uh, you know, the vast majority of people, the, the, the people that champion Darren Bailey's candidacy are Illinois residents, and there were a lot of them. I mean, 
the mayor of Aurora would have been a moderate candidate in a way, but he didn't stand a chance in the primary. It was the, the, there's this population of people in the southern part of our state who um, don't think the way people in the collar counties do. Right, and 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 they never will, uh, and, and that's the kind of the internecine battle within the Republican Party of trying to establish what it means. And for every uh, Republican leader that says, you know, stop calling other people rhinos and and that that maybe disagree with you, but they're still Republican. Don't diminish them, and let's become a big bigger tent and kind of grow ourselves beyond this minority status that they find themselves in. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say, Rick, is that while a lot of the things that come out of the governor's mouth don't bother me, I even to agree with, I don't see the point of them because it further alienates Peoria and people in Chicago are already on the bus. That's why I feel like he's not talking to Illinois. He's talking to New Hampshire and Iowa and other places like that. But oh, and, and totally understand that. And then one thing to remember too is that this wasn't just a budget address. This was also a state of the state address. So it's not unusual for him to venture into other topics as he talks about yeah, where yeah. he sees the state of the state. Well, and you suggested too that his. Motivation is also to try and get the Democratic National Convention here. That's not the Super Bowl, is it? I mean, does that really matter that much? I noticed that the city bought an ad in a Wisconsin newspaper when Joe Biden was there, hoping that he would put his thumb on the scale for us. Is that a big deal if the DNC comes here? No, it is. It is. I mean, there's the, the economics of it are, are uh, potentially tremendous. I mean, that that's with the hotel rooms filled media uh the attention focused on the city good or bad uh for uh, the, the potential of, of using chicago as a backdrop for uh enhanced tourism particularly when you're coming off of you know the the pandemic and everything is trying to get restarted again Talk to me then about some of the things that he did talk about. For instance, what's all this childhood education stuff about? Well, this is really kind of in Pritzker's wheelhouse. Even long before he was governor, uh, he was always active in groups like Ounce of Prevention and others that uh, would try to fund and help encourage development of early childhood education. And uh, so Pritzker can talk about this subject without even looking at a speech um, and and argues about the benefits of you know, every dollar that you put into this uh, results in a, a, actually $7 in savings by not having to deal with remediation and other issues. And so this has always been something that he's wanted to, to beef up funding for, but uh, as you said, the state has never really had the financial wherewithal to be able to start expansion of, into new programs. But you're talking about, you know, to, uh, a first phase here of uh, $250 million in early education that you're starting with things like uh, 5,000 placement slots, but also uh, putting money into training and education for early childhood teachers and, and workers. So this is this is the first step of what would be a multi-phase plan to try to provide the resources so that uh, pre-K is available for anybody who wants it. Pre-K is really expensive, 
that is daycare for very small children all the way up through kindergarten, if, if that's what we're talking about, and if we can help finance that, my understanding is that is really um, beneficial to young children when they do get to grade, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, um, if they have had some sort of educational supervision prior to that, uh, especially if it is in the absence of parents who do that or parents who work, um, the payoff is is significant. It is a good investment. Am I making sense? Well, again, yeah, and the argument too is it's it's a it's not only the investment in the child, but it also allows people to work and it allows. I mean, there's even provisions in current law that allow people who are unemployed to be able to access this kind of child care to be able to go out and get work and find jobs. So it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it, it, in an ideal way, it can be a, a win-win for everybody. Well, uh, do we have the money for all of this? $500 million here, $250 million there? Um, how, how does this get paid for? We don't have extra money in Illinois, do we? Uh, we have a pension well, crisis actually, and so forth. Well, well, we do. We have we have both. We have extra money, and we do have a pension crisis. But the pension crisis, uh, believe it or not, uh, is is not as significant as it has been in the past. But sure, we still owe the the, the uh, you know a debt of one hundred and forty billion. But that's amortize that over the next twenty years. So we've even been able to pay more than just the minimum required amount of money for. Uh, that goes into the public employee uh, pension funds, and even uh, Pritzker's boosting that by another two hundred million dollars in this budget. Uh, you know the, the the percentage of your tax dollar that has uh, gone to public employee pensions has actually come down slightly. It was a quarter of every dollar you paid went wow. to public employee pensions. Wow. Well, what? Uh, it's go ahead. Finish that thought. It's still, I mean, it's still over 20%. <laughs> um, okay, but talk to me just but, about the the financing of this education program. Where where does that money come from? Well, state revenues have been stronger than anticipated. Uh, the governor says that his budget is preparing for uh, a recession and that this budget would take into account those issues. But... Um, with with the early childhood plan, it's a seventy five million dollar grant to the state board of education, and that would create five thousand preschool spots for uh, for students statewide. It also uh, another component is this training part, the one hundred and thirty million dollars. It's not just training, but it's also to give current child care workers uh, a raise. And as you said, yes, it's a it's it's very expensive childcare funding. But again, you know, the payoff in the end should there should be a payoff for everybody in the end. One last thing, then, as much as seventy five, one hundred and thirty, two fifty, five hundred million dollars sound like a lot of money relative to the state budget. Is that a big deal or not? Well, I mean, the, so the budget he proposed would spend nearly fifty billion dollars. So if you put it in that context, you know, I don't want to say it's, you know, the old Everett Dirksen, you know, 
Back yeah, then it was a right. million here, a million there, and now we're talking billion here, a billion yeah. there. Um, but it's it's not of a sizable component enough that you know there 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 should be the revenue there. Plus, when you sprinkle in things like the, the money for a rainy day fund, which Illinois never had before, and is now over a, a billion dollars in reserves, um, really the the subtext of his speech was basically his fiscal accomplishments and the fact that. You know, we we paid off uh, a lot of our debts, the, the federal employment trust fund. Uh, we paid off uh, unpaid bills, which had accumulated to sixteen billion dollars yeah. uh, during Bruce Rauner's tenure and the the two years without a state budget. So yeah, I mean the finances are are certainly much much brighter than they have been for a long time. But that having been said, the state has always been kind of fiscally balanced on the edge. And a severe recession could could totally upend things. Rick Pearson writes for the Chicago Tribune, chief political reporter. You hear him a lot on WGN, too. And it's good to get your thoughts on the state of the state addressed by the governor. Hey, Rick, thanks for your help today. Thank you, John. Take care.